Do you feel stuck on the NHS hamster wheel? Always running and never really achieving what you want to in your rehab. Always short on time and struggling to fit it all in. Join me as we discuss all things rehabilitation, personal and professional development with just a sprinkling of complexity science. Welcome to Emerging Rehab. Thank you so much for coming back to episode two. I promise not to make it 38 minutes long. <laughs> oh, so what I wanted to talk to you about today um, was my own personal journey and dive a little bit deeper into uh, the trials and tribulations of being a generalist as opposed to a specialist. So um, those of you who um, listened to the first episode will know that I have a, a sort of really sort of um, varied um, clinical progression through my through my career. I've started off in an acute trust and then moved into the community um, and sort of found myself post baby one um, in intermediate care and and since then I have stayed in intermediate care and integrated care and, and rehabilitation and at about sort of well I, when was it probably about five maybe six years ago now I hit a point in my career where um, I thought I don't really know where I'm going in my career and I had to have a look at you know what I was doing and uh, and at myself and I really what I wanted to do was to be you know having all the knowledge and skills like the people I could see around me so you know I was looking at my colleagues in MSK and in um in CMATS um in that service and in the um neuro rehab services and stroke rehab and I was listening to to their in-service trainings and I was I was doing some webinars and I was going on some courses and I wanted to um, progress my career and I, I wasn't sure where to go with it. I I felt that I had kind of specialised in non not being a specialist so much that I had no idea really how to get back into um, being a specialist and and I kind of thought that I needed to be a specialist in order to progress my career. So it was around about this time that the advanced practice frameworks were starting to come out. And I knew that I um, wanted to work towards being an advanced practitioner. I knew that um, I I wanted to, at some point in my career, um, I really wanted to be a prescriber. I definitely wanted to learn some of those more advanced practice skills. And so when I was sort of talking to people who were already going down this route um, from the physio profession, but also outside the physio profession, I kept coming up against the same problem was that my I just didn't feel that my skills were advanced practice. And I even got to the point where I was sort of doubting whether actually I was a clinical specialist in the area that I was working because I felt that I didn't really have anything I didn't really have in-depth knowledge about anything and and it was this really sort of poignant moment in my career where I started thinking 
well, I'm not sure that I know anything. <laughs> and obviously, you know, I did and I do. I just, I've had this feeling that I was so far off compared to where all of my colleagues and my peers were. And and it was around this time that I was also on Twitter and starting to to look at doing some CPD. I mentioned that in the last um, podcast with, with, a, with another colleague. And we were developing some courses and we were looking at, at how we got this information out to people. And I just felt so out of the loop. I really didn't feel like in my clinical practice, which was day-to-day uh, reablements and integrated um, care, that I could add to these in-depth conversations on Twitter. I mean, and at the time, it was it was big debates about manual therapy versus exercise versus acupuncture versus all these things. And I mean, that wasn't my clinical specialty at the time, but also. I was really thinking to myself, but I I have no idea what my clinical specialty is. And what do I drill down into? And I started to think about how I would take that forwards into advanced practice. And I remember having conversations with my head of profession and, and her asking me the same question. And and I really started doubting my own ability to, to be an advanced practitioner. So you know, I thought, goodness me, I'm going to have to switch jobs. I'm not even in the right job. I'm going to have to go and get more experience in rehab. I'm going to have to go and, you know, get a band seven in a stroke unit, or I'm going to have to do something which is, which takes me from being a generalist into back into being a special, into a specialist and to sort of get my career back on track. And Around about the same sort of time was was when we started to come across some of this complexity science work and I started to do some more development of my knowledge and skills around being a generalist versus being a specialist and in terms of integrated care and, and sort of looking into how how being a generalist could actually be the future of where we needed to take the profession rather than it being something that was a disadvantage to me. So around about this time then, when we started to look at, at, at complexity science and ANGEL and what you see is all there is and what you see is not what it looks like, I started to realise that I had these skills that um other people that i was talking to didn't possess um these skills in in depth sort of history taking and problem solving and decision making which didn't just span physiotherapy and rehabilitation but was also you know around the whole person and the whole the, the life of the person and and sort of spanned across you know, knowing information and and having knowledge around social care and and nursing and some medicine and all these other areas that I had developed my skills and knowledge in over my time that I hadn't really considered to be advanced practice. And 
it was like this moment of, yeah, well, oh my God, absolutely. I do, I, you know, nobody else knows this stuff across all of, you know, this whole span. Um, you know, nobody knows what I know, you know, my, the knowledge that I have inside me is unique to my experience and, and how I've got here as a physio. And although my peers might know more depth of knowledge in these areas, my breadth of knowledge is absolutely, you know, is incredible. And I started thinking about it and, and you know, in com- if you compare it, it's kind of like in medicine, comparing it to from being a, a consultant, um, say orthopedic consultant or whatever consultant, urologist or urologist or whatever, um, to being a, a general practitioner at a consultant level. And um, it's the same sort of thing. They ha- The GPs have got extraordinary knowledge across a breadth of subjects. And the consultants have extraordinary knowledge in a depth of a subject area. And it was at the same sort of time when we were doing this work with the support workers and we were looking at blended roles. And, and I, I had this sort of light bulb moment of, sure, that's exactly the same thing for these blended roles that we're looking at developing. And they, they were called generic support workers at the time, but we like to talk about them as sort of blended roles now. These generic support workers were being asked to have a depth of knowledge across physio and OT and speech and language and social care and and actually to being expected to work at a band three level across across all, a lot of you know a number of disciplines and and we started looking at how actually if you want to have a breadth of knowledge or if you want staff to have a breadth of knowledge then you can't expect them to have the same level of depth in all the areas and it was a real sort of light bulb moment for me in terms of my own practice and it was a re- I, I started to all of a sudden re- feel a lot more confidence in myself again because I was like wow you know all this time I've been worrying that I've I've lost skills but actually I've just my perception of it has been completely I've been looking at it backwards or you know I've not been looking at it um, in a positive mindset I've been looking at it as a disadvantage and, and actually the advantage here is that I do have this huge breadth of knowledge that I you know there's not not all my physiotherapy colleagues share so I set about a plan and have been working towards becoming an advanced practitioner and I, I've now completed my um, all four modules of my MSc I've, I've successfully passed those and I'm in the middle of doing my dissertation um, towards you know developing a, a more generic advanced practitioner role um, so yeah that's you know that's that's where we're up to now and and that sort of transformation of of realizing that although I was sitting in amongst a load of of people who actually had this depth of knowledge in in specific subject areas the fact that I had a breadth of knowledge across a number of subject areas that you know span physiotherapy but aren't specifically physiotherapy actually gave me a whole load of advantages that other people haven't got so I thought I'd share that with you today and um you know, just sort of add a little bit of depth 
<laughs> depth, funny that, into, you know, sort of my background and my story as to how I've got to where I've got to. And just to start thinking really about the differences in our roles and, and what we do need for the future of, of the NHS moving forwards. So thank you so much for listening and I will speak to you all again soon. Okay, bye. If you've enjoyed listening today, then please pop over to Instagram and find us at Emerging Rehab and let us know. We would be delighted to hear from you and we will see you again soon. Bye bye.